Time now for Matt's opening thought. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? And here we go. I mean, it's really nothing more than a self-absorbed monologue, a chance for Matt to rant about something and pretend he's a serious radio personality instead of a gas bag. Let's face it, he stole this idea from Dennis Miller. Now, I don't want to get off on a rant here. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! My lord, are we spoiled on Sunday. We have the four best teams left in the NFL. Apologies to you, Buffalo. You could have been in this conversation. You should have been in this conversation, but you got whooped by the Bengals last Sunday, so you're not allowed into this conversation. On FanDuel, KC is again a home favorite. That line has been jumping all around. But now they're a home favorite by a whopping 1.5, a point and a half. While the earlier game is the Eagles is only a two and a half point favorite, despite having home field advantage, Jalen Hurts looked healthy and they embarrassed the Giants. So the books are telling us we are in for a treat. And let, by the way, let's say things get ugly late in the NFC Championship game. Well, you got the Leafs at home against Washington at 5 o'clock, that very rare Sunday game. So if, if, if Brock Purdy has turned into a pumpkin and has been eaten by Hassan Reddick, well, no matter. You got arguably the greatest goal scorer in NHL history. It was supposed to be Ovechkin versus Matthews, but it'll still be Ovechkin versus Tavares, Nylander, a damn talented team. Now that is a good flip option. That's about as good as a flip option as you will find. By the way, just how jarring is it going to be again on, on Saturday night? You know those Saturday nights in the winter when the, when the Leafs aren't on? It's just weird. I will say that rant for another day. So we've done all the analysis. I've got the Eagles and Bengals on a parlay at plus 254 on FanDuel. So we'll get off straight X's and O's for a minute. Because I have a question that I'm not 100% sure about the answer. Of the four quarterbacks remaining, Who has the most to gain with a win on Sunday? I'm going to rank mine, but let me say this ahead of time. They all could be number one. You could make an argument for any of them. And the gap between one to three is razor thin. I do think there's a clear number one, and it's not who you think. I put it out on Twitter, and everyone went a different direction. And I understood the direction, but I'm going to zag if everyone else zigs. Here is how monumental this weekend is. I have Brock Purdy at number four. And with a win, we hit the highest level of Cinderella story. We get two weeks of him being compared to one Hall of Famer, Kurt Warner, and also to the greatest of all time, Tom Brady. Imagine Brock doing against that defensive line. Eagles led the league with 70 sacks. No team uh, since they started measuring quarterback dropback percentage. No team since 2000 has done a better job taking down the quarterback than the Eagles. They're just a smidge behind San Fran and yards allowed on D. A win would go a long way to show that the 49ers' success on offense is not just about Kyle Shanahan or a deep arsenal of weapons at the, at, at the disposable, at the disposal, excuse me, for the last player drafted to use. A Purdy win means we get two weeks of Trey Lance is going to get traded speculation. My Lord, the storylines are all over the place, but I got it at fourth. And the reason is, well, Nick Foles went down the same path not that long ago with the Eagles. When they beat Brady in the Super Bowl. Last time we saw Foles, he was slumming it with the Colts getting beat up by the Giants. Brock is a great story, but we all saw him miss a ton of throws against the Cowboys. I don't think the ceiling is that high, but damn, he should still be absolutely celebrated. Good for him. Next is Jalen Hurts. In some ways, this is all found money for him. Remember a year ago at this time 
We were wondering about his ability to lead a team deep in the playoffs. He was awful in that 31-15 playoff loss to the Bucks. Now he's an MVP finalist. He's 24 years old. Most of the team is signed for at least the end of next year. He's got a great management team that has shown they can rebuild on the fly. Also, barring any massive injury, he's going to get paid. He's a UFA in 2024. He's making $5 million this year. 14 players on the Eagles make more than him. Now, why I have him over Purdy is his ceiling is much higher. It's much higher for Jalen. A win here against the NFL's best defense. Woo! And he hits another level. And yes, you can make the argument he is in a Purdy-like situation. Incredible team around him. Best lines in football. But we've seen Hurts carry a team far more than we've seen for Purdy. Hurts may be the most dynamic runner in the league, and his passing has improved. A win here is more meaningful for a second-round pick than the last player taken. Next is Joe Burrow. A win on Sunday would mean he has beaten the soon-to-be league MVP four times, including twice in Mahomes' home in the AFC Championship game. A Bengals win would mean Joe Burrow would hit a level of cool not seen since Joe Montana hosted Saturday Night Live during his run of winning four Super Bowl titles. This would be Burrow's third title game in his last four seasons. Remember, he won the college football playoffs in his last year at LSU. Only year he didn't have any success or didn't make a postseason was his rookie season. Why? Towards ACL and PCL. Now, admittedly, the Bengals are not having a great year anyway. Burrow would be viewed as the ultimate road warrior, now 4-0 in the playoffs in 13 months, hitting historical marks for postseason success for a quarterback so young. A win in Arrowhead, and he gets to claim the status as best quarterback in the game and best player in the game. He's young, good-looking, cool. He becomes the face of the league. Unlike with Brock Purdy, the Tom Brady comparisons don't seem as crazy when you apply them to Burrow. And don't worry, we're not doing it, but Burrow is now doing all the winning. So why isn't he number one on the list? Ha-ha-ha, because there is one thing that only Patrick Mahomes can achieve this weekend. Mahomes has a chance for maybe the highest level of sports legend. The overcoming of big slash noticeable slash public injury. He gets to be one of those games. Think of it as the opposite of Lamar Jackson. Now, he's already won a Super Bowl. He's already helped thousands of people win their fantasy leagues. He does things we've never seen before. He's done plenty of winning. But now he gets something that oddly can often have an even higher honor than winning the title. Winning while injured, while noticeably hobbled. I know you're saying, Matt, you're crazy. Okay, let me give you an example. Of Michael Jordan's six NBA titles, which one do you remember most? You know the answer. It's the flu game against Utah. Beating the Jazz was not his biggest accomplishment. He beat Magic Johnson and the Lakers. He beat the best version of Charles Barkley when Barkley won an MVP with the Suns. But the 1997 title sticks out. Why? Because he did it, allegedly, with the flu. He hit this higher level of heroism in that moment, and that moment is now. It is now right there for Patrick Mahomes. Imagine him getting it done on that ankle. No Tyreek Hill. Beyond Travis Kelsey, it's a bunch of middling-level talent around him. Also, a loss here, and now we're talking about Mahomes being 2-3 and three at home in the AFC title game. Now the words like choke, underachieving, only one title, all those narratives will spring to life. But a win on Sunday, you wipe it out. You hold back Burrow from taking your title, and suddenly you hit a new level of hero status. Make no mistake about it. 
The quarterback with the most to gain on Sunday is not the Cinderella's, is not the hot young thing. It is the thing. Patrick Mahomes has the most to gain, and that is my opening thought. I'm finished. Mahomes.